Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Colin Weir's podcast. What the fuck with Colin? Episode 20. This was our first and ever live on Zoom podcast. It went very well, and it will be live on Zoom every week from now on. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on Podbean, though. This helps me with my downloads. And if you guys like this episode, please give it a like, share, and a download. I'm trying to go the Colin Weir's podcast better, so I changed the name to the Colin Weir's podcast with the segment of What the Fuck We're Calling. This was live on Zoom with Sal, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. I, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Also, thank you. Welcome. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, I'm the first uh, repeat offender, right? I'm the first person to be on twice. First return guest. No. Okay. Fuck. So here's how – that was loud as shit. I got to turn that down a little bit. Here's why, you're, here's why you're not the, the first repeat offender. So I used to do podcasts back way in the day before I had a jingle in the beginning when on SoundCloud. So I used right. to do them on GarageBand and add them to SoundCloud. And Matty K, I called him on one of my podcasts for the second podcast I did. And we were talking about the due process clause of the 14th Amendment and such. I did this back in the early summers, like right after school ended. Um, and then I had him on again with Italian Andrew uh, not too long ago. So technically, Matty K is the first repeat offender, but you are the first single podcast person repeat offender. So like I've only, I only did one podcast with you. It was just me and you. And then I did another one with just you. So he, right. I did one with him, but it was also just me. And then I also did one with him and Andre, Andrew, whatever his name is. <laughs> Uh, I, I love how you've chosen me for this great honor, but I feel like I'm the only uh, guest that's really like contributed nothing to society. You have Nate, who's like a professional fighter. You've had uh, football players on, if I'm not mistaken. You had yeah. Smith, Barber. I, uh, people listen to me and they're just like, who the fuck is this? Why do you have some gas station clerk on more than <laughs> Because he's funny, and it's and it, and why do they have a 7-Eleven gas station clerk on? Because right. Sal, I have because I wanted you on again, and I was um, and I called you, and you were like ready and down for it, and I so I was like, all right, you know what, let's do it. Um, I've well, been trying to get Matt on again because we need to talk about what the fuck Andre did, but you know, it's a privilege and an honor. Uh, yeah, if you want to talk about due process and the 14th Amendment, you should definitely call Matt because I don't know what either of those two things are. <laughs> Do you want to know what they are? Sure, fill me in. <laughs> All right, so the 14th Amendment is basically the... Was that the one that freed the slaves? Uh, no, that is the 13th Amendment. Fuck, the, dude. The 14th Amendment uh, gave basically African Americans the right to be a citizen, first off, and second off, the right to, I, if I'm not mistaken, vote. Oh, so okay. That one's pretty cool. I like that. Um, hold on. But the 14th Amendment has a due process clause. So I'll get into that in a second. Wait, so so they were like, all right, black people, you guys can be citizens. Let me, let me, let me, read, let me read it to they you. Just, they kind of just lay it out and just be like, all right, yeah, you guys are good. You guys are people now. No, they had to have a fucking catch in there. So they freed the slaves with the 13th. 13th Amendment ended slavery. Right. Fortune Amendment says all persons born or naturalized in the United States 
and subject to this jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state where, wherein they reside. So let me just break that down for you. They basically said that they, they were trying to say that African-Americans weren't citizens where they lived. So um, this 14th Amendment makes the said, well, they, they are citizens of the United States and therefore citizens within the state. Because if I take you back, do you know anything about the case Dred Scott v. Sanford? Oh, I've certainly heard of it, but no, I, I fucking dude during every history class yeah. I've ever taken, I took a thirty-five to forty-minute nap. So, so Dred Scott v. Sanford. This is crazy. That we're talking about my law shit, but Dred Scott v. Sanford was very, very, very important in American law because it basically it was the Supreme Court case that basically said that not only are African Americans not able to sue. They're not able to sue because they're not citizens at all. And Dred Scott was still a slave. So therefore, every because Dred Scott was suing for because they had taken him to a free state and then back. And he basically was saying that, like, well, I was I'm free now. And the Supreme Court basically said, no, you're not a person. You're not. We don't recognize you as a citizen. And not only that it violated your due process clause because you're basically property and you can't take your property somewhere and then it not be yours anymore because another state says it's not your property. And so that's basically how substantive due process happened. Basically that's how they've passed abortion and everything nowadays is because they basically say that there are natural inherent rights through the due process clause of the 14th amendment, which says, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So basically states have taken that. I mean, the Supreme Court has taken that and said that there are some inherent rights, like the, the, the doctor's right to abortions. Um, yes, I said doctors. And other things, um, the inherent right to homosexuality, basically, or gay marriage. Um, there are inherent rights that cannot be taken away through the due process clause because they're inherent or they're substantive. And Andres Scalia or the, women that, the woman that's getting placed to the Supreme Court right now, she doesn't think that because she doesn't think that's what that means. So that's the whole argument right now. And people don't really understand that. And that's why they're arguing, oh, she's conservative. Yes, but in a judiciary sense, like she's not just like some, yeah, maybe she is Catholic, but she like it's, there's different ways of interpreting like laws, something so different than normal Trump, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I fucking know absolutely nothing about politics. So this is not the segment for me to be on. (laughs) Well, I'm just... I'm just no, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I, you know what, Colin, I'm going to pay you a compliment for the first time in your life. <laughs> yeah. that, that sounded intelligent and I learned something from you. I'm so, pretty smart when it comes to politics and government and philosophy. It's what my double major is. There you go. Yeah. I, if I went to college, um, I, I really don't even know what I'd major in, to be honest with you. It's like, I feel like I hate everything. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to learn math. I don't want to learn law. I don't want to learn politics. Uh, I don't want to learn English. Can I major in like shapes? Probably. Or, or okay, those would be more cut out for me. <laughs> I mean, there's, dude, there's like, I'm not even gonna get into it. I don't want to do it. I go to a liberal arts school. That's for another day. Um, I'm using their Zoom too. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think isn't that a big problem with like what we're dealing with today in like American politics? Is that no one really knows what the fuck they're talking about. And any square that lives in anywhere can just say whatever the fuck they want. And it blows up. 
Right, exactly. No, that's why I always stay out of any political discussion. People are always just like, oh, who are you voting for? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, like, I, I, like I feel like, in a sense, my vote doesn't matter. Not mm-hmm. because of the whole electoral college or all that bullshit, but because I'm taking a shot in the dark if I do vote. I feel like any uneducated vote doesn't matter because it's just like, well, then you're just digging the hole deeper for either party, whichever one you, you know, it's like you, there's no reason to vote without having at least some sort of knowledge on what you're actually fucking talking about. Yeah. So that's why I don't know. I'm, I'm still unsure if I'm voting because I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not informed. I'd, I'd rather not be ignorant. You know, that's the sheer definition of the word ignorance would be voting yeah. without any sort of, you know, because you don't have because you understand you have ignorance though you're therefore not ignorant that's like basically socrates that's stoicism basically in the sense like socrates basically said he was like well i know nothing but you think you know something therefore i am the smartest man in the world basically is what he said like he understands he doesn't know really anything and no one and no one really knows anything and so to know that you know nothing is way more intelligence than to know anything Socrates was a very arrogant man, though. Socrates, this is this is hilarious. Do you know who? So- do you know anything about Socrates? Yeah, he was a prick enough to go by one name. He thought he was that important, like Bono or Cher. Uh, <laughs> Socrates thought he was so, like on his. So in the Apology, Plato wrote the Apology, which is basically the trial of Socrates. They basically were like, "All right, Socrates, we're going to give you like he because he's on trial because for." Um, contradicting the youth what's a better word uh changing the minds of the youth he's basically on trial for that and they're like all right socrates you can either leave go you can go to exile or you can stop doing what the fuck you're doing and he basically says no you should give me an award oh so he was an influencer <laughs> is what you're saying yeah and so they, they so and socrates would have had a vlog is what socrates would he would have had a vlog but he socrates also is david dobrik yes but at least okay. way more intelligent nothing right, at you david dobrik and with a better beard. All, all Western civilization, like politics and philosophies, basically have stemmed from somewhere from the philosophy of um, Socrates. Plato. Right. So, but enough about my shit. Let's talk about you, my man. How you oh, been? Man. I've been good, man. I've been hanging in there. Just, you know, fucking working like a motherfucker. I feel like nobody wants to listen to the 7-Eleven workplace drama variety hour. <laughs> I think they but, do. Oh, man. I don't know. There's just been a lot of fucking drama. Lots of people calling off of their shifts. So it's like I have, I've had no life because I've just been going in and working. I'm like the most basic generic guest that you can possibly ask to have on this thing. Um... <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm trying to think about doing anything else exciting. Uh, I, right before I came on here, I just uh, there was an announcement that I saw that uh, a friend of mine just uh, announced that he is publishing a book, which is fucking sweet. So I just ordered that, so I'm excited. Uh, I'll plug that. Shout out to that. It's called uh, Blast from the Past. It's by my buddy Kristen Makes. He's the lead singer of a punk ska band called Less Than Jake. Some would argue the greatest punk ska band on the face of the earth. Um, and uh, yeah, it's basically just like a, uh, it's just a, a walk through their past 30 years of touring via, you know, photographs and, and, uh, and little inserts and what have you. I'm not entirely sure what's in the book yet. It's not out. So I don't know if it's, you know, if it's more of like a written novel, like an autobiography, or if it's just sort of like a coffee table book of pictures, maybe somewhere in the middle, but I'm super excited for it. So Go out and pre-order that, uh, smartpunkshop.com. 
That's that's dope. Um, and uh, Ben, sponsor Colin. Say sponsor me. Yeah, sponsor sponsor the Colin Weirs podcast. We have changed the name of the podcast, Sal. I know you're. Oh, I did do something. You're jizzing in your pants right now, aren't you? So I did do something. Yeah. You did. You did something. Yes. Uh, you cut out. You cut out there. I can't hear you, bro. Did you mute yourself? Hold on. Hold on. Hold uh, on. Uh, 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 I can uh, hear you now. Yeah. Uh, what was that about? That was weird. Uh, I don't know. It said my internet <clears throat> connection was unstable. Dude, get some stable internet connection, bro. You're on the no. Colin Weir's podcast. I know. Someone needs to prescribe my internet <clears throat> some little and. So, yes, I did change the name. It is now the – all right, so here's why. <laughs> everyone – I did this kind of on the, on the Tyler Vargas podcast. It's not – he doesn't have a podcast. It was his podcast with me. Right. But Tyler Vargas installment of the Colin Weir's Friday. So, basically, the Colin Weir's podcast – podcast, the podcast of Colin. Um, <sighs> the Colin Weir's <sighs> podcast uh, is very more marketable. In a sense that I'm trying to market myself just as much as I'm trying to market um, like my podcast. And so the Colin Weir's podcast is, is nice. It's easy. And it, it brings direct contact to who I am. And not right. only that, it's easier for Pacific to uh, – sorry. It's easier for Pacific to um, let me do a P- Pacific podcast. If the podcast that I per- personally do is called the Colin Weir's podcast, not the what the fuck with Colin podcast. Right. No, I mentioned that. I told you, you can't market it. You can't market it. Not only is it, you know, is there profanity in the title? So it's like all the little kids and full adult grown Mormons can't listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's but it is explicit. So fuck them. But also, Oh no, completely agree. It's a cult, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah no i i, I am uh, i am hereby in favor and i wouldn't argue it gets two thumbs up the new name um but the segment is still what the fuck with con so this will still be episode 20 um, but the Colin Weir's podcast. So when I do have other people on, or there's another thing, it will be a different segment. This segment is just the explicit version. So if it's the version that people can listen to and understand that it's not PG rated, you know? Oh shit. Okay. So, so you're going to do one that's totally G rated, no profanity, lots of shoots, darns and shucks. No, no but Alcon, go fuck yourself, America. But basically, I will do something that has to do with my school. Like, I'm gonna have a, I'm right. gonna have my coach on the podcast. Um, oh, that's sick. Yeah, he texted me on the team chat and said, "Hey, can I?" Or he said, um, "Do I get to be on the podcast?" And I said, "Would love to have you." But he will be, he will be segment, um, some other segment when I kick back with Colin, maybe. Oh, see, there you go. Ah, isn't it? Or whatever other segment or the Pacific segment or like when I have Pacific people on, you know, so I just thought it'd be better for me and it'd be, and, and not only that, when people see the Colin Weir's podcast, they think, Oh, Colin Weir's right. Like the Joe Rogan experience. Now, if you have a better word than podcast, like Joe Rogan experience, Colin Weir's extravaganza, whatever you think, shoot me ideas. Anyone listening, including Sal, if you have ideas for that last word, instead of podcast, the Colin Weir's what, Shoot me ideas. 
Uh, I would like Rendezvous. No. Uh, the Colin Weir's Potluck. The Colin Weir's Get Together. The Colin Weir's Sing Along. The Colin Weir's Pod Bean Live Beats. The Colin Weir's Sing Along Asterisk in Espanol. The what? <laughs> the what? The funeral with Colin Weir's. Right. Dude, should I just go stream live at funerals? <laughs> my guest today is a 94 year old judy she passed last weekend after a long battle with dementia <laughs> does does dementia kill you that's a dumb question does it i don't know probably being 94 kills you if anything so <laughs> i know uh i know um i think my grandma was 94 when she passed 95 maybe um I know Alzheimer's kills you, and that's a form of dementia, I think. But I don't know if dementia just strictly kills you. I feel like dementia leads you to do something to your own downfall. Like dementia would lead you to walk out into traffic or to, I don't know, fall down an open manhole Mm -hmm. or, uh, I don't know, take a bath with your uh, rubber toaster or whatever. (laughs) Are there rubber toasters? Is that a thing? Well, probably. I don't know. I don't think rubber toasters are a thing. But Tom, talk about you, Tom. Hey, but Tom, talk about you. No, but talk about you, bro. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't caught up with you in a while. And I specifically, when I call friends that I want on the podcast, I specifically don't speak on the things that I know could be good on the podcast. So I haven't heard anything about your life besides the fact that good old Judy, who used to work at your work, doesn't work there anymore. I don't know her real name. But explain to me what's been going on here at Seven Eleven. Oh, God. Uh, so, more or less, uh, <laughs> we have had – oh, God. I, I See, it's like it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's just like I don't know if it's a uh, – fuck it. It's a dead-end job. It's a fine idea. So, basically – You don't have to. You don't have to. I yeah. just think you should. Long story short, one of my coworkers uh, called out on a bunch of shifts because her husband doesn't want her working those shifts because he wanted to watch the kids. And that's caused a shitload of drama because I've had to work all those days off. And now they're coming in causing more ruckus after I've already done that, them all a favor saying that, oh, we believe that kid's a drug addict. He's always in the back. He's not doing his job. It's not that I'm doing drugs. It's just that I don't give a shit about my job. Um, but now it's just uh, I got all that drama to deal with. So I'll sort that all out. Maybe uh, the next episode of uh, the Colin Weir's, um, you know, rigmarole, I will uh, – I'll be able to talk more about the resolution of that conflict. But um, aside from that, I don't know if I have anything else that's, that's fun going on. Um, I uh, was recently nominated for a Grammy. No, you weren't. No, I was not. No. Um, um, you're not writing any pieces or anything? No, not at the moment. Um, I got lunch the other day. I got pizza with, uh, with Christopher, um, a former guest. Uh, I need to have him on again, dude. He's what the fuck with Colin alum? Yeah, dude, I don't know. Hey, man. hey, hey, Colin, where's podcast on? No, no, no. He was on the What the Fuck with Colin podcast. He was on though. something. He was on a. He was on Facetime while I recorded. Yeah, he was on fucking peyote. Is what he was on. He was going all over the goddamn place. I, I want you to go listen to the first or second episode, even the third episode that I ever did on 
SoundCloud, dude. And you just understand how much better my podcast has gotten. My editing skills, the fact that now we're on Zoom and we can see each other and 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 I have a jingle. It's getting so much better. Like I have so much more like it's getting so much better. Like I need like it was so bad. I used to just sit in front of my laptop and just talk. There's just me. And then call someone once in a while. And then I started calling people. And then I started doing the pod being live and now we're doing it through zoom. So thank God I'm finding my way in this game because it is, and it's growing. And I think either with this podcast or the one right after I will hit a thousand downloads in only. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely an art form and you've got it, kid. You got spunk. I got spunk. It's not easy to sit and just talk to someone and control a conversation, but Mm -hmm. you do that very well. Um, I don't think it's control, it, though. I don't think it's control, you know? Not necessarily controls and manipulation, but it, it, you keep everything on track, at least. Okay, that's, yeah. Okay. And, 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 and you at least, you're sitting there and you're not scratching your head and there's not a fucking long pause where you're like, oh, God, what do I talk about next? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't let that shit happen. You know, it's just, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no idle time, you know? Well, like, I don't think I do that in, in person either. Like, I don't just sit and – like, some people can have conversations. And, and that's a thing about people, bro. Some people are just goddamn born. Like, some people are – Oh, I not, agree. Some people are just not given the gifts of being cool. Like, <laughs> and I hate to say that. Like, some people are just shit – like, just suck. And, like, no, that's I agree, my yeah. whole – And that's why I hate, like, when, like – All right, liberals or leftists, I don't hate you. But, like, when you guys say, oh, you can teach anyone to do anything. No. Some people are just horrible, like just like are not good at anything and are boring. Like there right. are people out there that are like that. And I feel like that's like 10% of the population. Oh, I feel just like it's a hundred percentage. And just, just as much like as 10% of the people are insane and have these, all of these talents, you know? Right. Um, like there's this problem that in the Bible called the Matthew problem. I heard it. Jordan Peterson always talks about it. And he says, um, the people for people who have nothing, everything will be taken. But for people who have more, everything will be given. Basically, and it's true. That's how it works. When you succeed, you see exceed more rapidly, and when right. you fail, you fail and fail and fail and fail more rapidly. And right. that fucking sucks. But it's just human nature. No, what we got to do, and what we got to do is we got to find a way how to make people how to like even it. It's not even. People don't start even. And they never will start even, but we got to find a way to make people have the ability to be even and then find out where they're going to land, you know? Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. We've got to level that shit out. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a song lyric that comes to mind. It's from a, it's from a, a B side off a of U2 record. Um, shout out to Bono. I know I mentioned him earlier. Um, uh, it's the lyric. The lyric goes, uh, don't believe in what they tell me. There ain't no cure. The rich stay healthy, the sick stay poor. Mm-hmm. And that's about as dead on as you can get when it comes to performing an analysis on today's society. It's that exact concept. You cut out again. I think your internet's unstable. Did you hear me? Well, folks, I don't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> hey, Colin Weirs. I said, uh, I think your internet's unstable. You just cut out there. You cut out after it. 
I'll I'll cut this out later. But you cut out after you said um, that's about as close to today's society as you can get. Right. No. Yeah. I'm, oh, I mean, you know, that's a fair time to cut it off. I don't. I don't even remember what I fucking said after that. You know, most police officers are probably good, right? There's just certain ones that are bad, and maybe there are institutions that are not good, and there are patterns that insinuate racism. Uh, but like yeah. to think that everything is racist is the dumbest thing you could do. Yeah, it's a systematic problem. The problem is that the good cops cannot step up and talk about the bad cops without facing some sort of repercussion, mm-hmm. whether it be a direct, uh, you know, implication on their job or if it's like just whether they get kind of shaded by the people that they work with. You know, therein lies the problem. It's the fact that the good cops cannot step up and out the bad cops and the good cops have to live in silence while the bad cops continue to do bad cop things. I honestly don't think they live in silence. A Trump supporter no, will no. just post a video of them doing good things and someone will quote and be like, you're fucking white and you need to die because you like Trump. And it's like, dude, why does everything have to be so goddamn polarized? No, yeah, that's not what I meant. But yeah, no, I completely agree. No, I'm, I'm with <laughs> well, you. You're not right about anything I just said. But, you know, we're on this way. Right. But uh, I don't know why we're talking so, so much political. Political I, yeah, I hate this. Cut this all. Let's start <laughs> over. So, um, do you actually want to? We can do that. I don't fucking. We'll see how it goes, man. We'll see. From this point forward, we'll see if our <laughs> conversation significantly better. And if it is, it's like fuck it. We'll post this. Um, no, the good thing is I can cut out. Hey, everyone, welcome want. to the uh, Colin Weir's podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Colin Weir's podcast. Yes, I said that again. It is the Colin Weir's podcast. Yes, it is sponsored by Bang Asterisk. Um. Today, we have a very wonderful guest. His name's Sal. Uh, L and White Claw, hard seltzer, the black cherry variety. If you drink the mango, you are not welcome on this fucking podcast. Tangerine, natural lime, any of them. Fuck you. Nope. Um, they have a blueberry acai now. I, or, uh, that, I think that's actually truly that has it. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's just talk about what we want to talk about. You know, fuck... So I, it just sucks because like everything that happens like nowadays, I feel like it has to be politics, bro. Like every well, yeah. Instagram story, Snapchat, Snapchat texts me every fucking day asking me if I'm registered to vote right. every fucking day, bro. It's like, you're a fucking app, bro. I don't want to toast. You're not real. Right. I mean, it's I get that it's October and it's, it's time to shine, but still, I mean, you know, I, yeah, it's just it's because we're close to the election. Everything's tension. No, alive. it's because of what the election is, bro. Right, they right, right, right. They realize everyone realizes this is what I, this is why I don't get involved with either side because I think both sides are fucking retarded. I agree. But Trump supporters don't give a fuck. They're just Trump supporters. But people who are on the left realize that their candidate is just as bad or might even be worse than the guy they hate more than anyone. Yeah, they they really acknowledge they have no one up. Like it's like they're sending a paraplegic up to bat. <laughs> they know it's not going to go well. Bro, Trump tweeted something yesterday, and it was like Biden for resident, like with a P right, X right, out, right, and it was right. like nursing home. And I was like, dude, this right. is our president. This is our president. Right. Yeah, this is the person who's like, I don't know, say what you will about like Barack, right? Say what you will about Obama. And I, I don't want to have any political discussion about anything he did in office, but at least he held the position with some fucking class. You no, no, I agree. I, Obama like, could speak the fuck out of a speech, bro. 
and like if anything it's like you know it's not i understand that it's not enough to hold a position with class to be a good president but that's definitely fucking part of it that's almost 85 percent of being president absolutely you have to set the example and you have to make you know but i will say this i look fucking stupid but I will say this because we're going to be done here in like five minutes on this Zoom and we're not going to do – this is our warm-up podcast. Um, oh, okay. But uh, I will say this though, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll take snippets from this. But I will say this. Uh, what Trump has done is exposed – he has exposed the, the holes that our political system holds. Right. There is something totally fucking wrong with everything we have today that a guy like Trump can be our president and just take the minds of most of the population. Agreed. And to an extent, Barack did it because he could speak so smooth. But I think what Barack did was he was the last guy to make us feel comfortable. And I think what Trump did is make everyone feel that we're all uncomfortable. And it's actually we're at a state of chaos all the time because nothing ever gets done in America and everything's right. the same. Right. And so, And <clears throat> to the extent – to the gratitude of the founding fathers. That's exactly what the fuck they wanted. They didn't want anything to get done ever because they knew everyone's fucking so different in America and everyone fucking sucks. And everyone, right. would, everyone would take control like King George. And so they right. didn't want anyone to be like that. But I think Trump has shown that like, let's like make sure that people like, let's stop being so goddamn polarized. Like everything is so right. polarized. Everyone can imitate a president. But, like, I couldn't imitate just, like, a normal person that I met, just, like, some random average guy. Is it because we hear their voices so much that it then becomes significant because we're constantly seeing them and we're constantly exposed? Or is it because they're, they're just that each one happens to have some sort of significant vocal inflection? Is it just a coincidence? I think it depends on who you're talking about. Trump, I think it's just because it's Trump. You could have always impersonated Trump. You're only That's doing it now because he's president. You have no idea how to do George H.W. Bush's voice right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have to think about it, but I mean, I know it can be done. Like it's, I, George H.W. Bush? Not George yeah, W. Bush. No, H.W. Dana Carvey used to do him on Saturday Night Live all the time in the 90s. Well, yes, but those are also comedians. They can do anyone. Right, but I'm saying like it's possible, though. It's also possible. It's also postily. It's also possible to do me and yours. It's just we're not famous right. enough. I'm doing a perfect impression of myself right now. It is absolutely. Oh, I'm fine. doing a part of it. Uh, no, I'm spot on. Do uh, do your best, president. You pick um, one of them. Mm. Or four, if you want to do Clinton. Right. Um. Uh. The way we uh drive roads is uh not rice. Um. LeBron James is the uh, <laughs> best president of all time. He actually, he actually tweeted LeBron earlier. Uh, let me be clear. Uh, Barack Obama. That's way better than mine. Uh, I meant to say LeBron James there and accidentally said LeBron. <laughs> Brian I was like, how do I spin this? I, do I spin this? am the best uh, president. Uh, listen here, I'm the best president all right, that has ever been the president. I'm going to run for six consecutive terms. Like, I don't know. My Trump's terrible. Um, my Trump just I, sounds like a fucking sex offender. My Barack's way better than my Trump, and even that's still mid, like you know, mid nineties. You know, it's a B minus. Um, here's an interesting question: What race are you? 
A <laughs> uh, hundred meter dash. Next question. I have no idea what I'm you just said. I said a hundred meter dash. <laughs> you said a hundred meter dash. Yeah, that's what race I was. You're just Italian. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, fucking, I, I didn't do the twenty three and me thing. I don't know what the fucks up there, but I mean, I, uh, my, my great grandparents on my father's side came over on a boat from Sicily straight to New York because that's the rule. And then obviously, you know, my grandparents, they had my grandpa who's full blood Italian. My grandmother's half Italian, half Cherokee. They made my dad. Mm-hmm. And then my mother's from a town called Cherokee. Mises. Okay. Yeah, half Italian, half Cherokee is my grandmother, so I guess I have some of that in me, but majorly Italian. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can tell by the amount of vowels in my name. I mean, it even ends with an O, but uh, my mother is from a town called McKeesport, Pennsylvania, and you can tell by the name of the town being McKeesport. uh, (laughs) You can tell there's not a lot of of color in that town. McKeesport? McKeesport, S-P-O-R-T. So the definitely, um, definitely white as snow in that region. Oh, by the way, it's McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Let me clear that up too. You you, you said Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, uh, so Salvatore uh, is in. Um, Salvatore is doesn't in, exist. What's up? What's your full name? My full name is Sal. Really? So I know yeah, a Salvatore Figueroa, and he's also. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like Sal right. Ranch. I actually had him on the podcast. He is a. He plays in the UNR band, and he's very good at – I don't want to fucking say it's tuba if it's not tuba, but I believe it's tuba. And he was a, a large really brass instrument. And uh, he was really dope to have on. He had some crazy stories. He told me this story about how he was drunk in the parking garage of the, one of the UNR campuses, bro, and they just left – like his friends just like left him there and how he took an edible from random people after a party. Oh, shit. He's a crazy motherfucker. He's huge. He's like 300 pounds. He's huge. Oh, so the uh, edible probably didn't even hit him if he's that Um, much. But he was a cool-ass dude to have on. I want to have on random-ass people, bro, like that, bro, like all the time, just like cool people because like, I feel like everyone can tell me some crazy stories, you know? And that's why – what did you say? I was going to say, that's the thing, that's what I like about your podcast, and, and I apologize for interrupting. No, you didn't interrupt. But I also don't apologize because I don't respect you in any sort of way. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I don't like podcasts. That, and I mean, some of them are cool. Like, I guess there are some podcasts that have, like, the, that do well in their direction. Like, there are some that are just like strictly murder mystery podcasts, or, uh, you know, God forbid we listen to strictly political podcasts or whatever. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of podcasts that are, that take one direction and go with it. And it's just like, this this is their genre. This is their niche. This is all they do. Because I feel like, you know, if you're in a situation where you're running a political podcast and you have someone really interesting that wants to be a guest, that's not in any sort of way associated with politics. You can't have them on. And it's just like, see, you're missing out. You're robbing the listeners. You're robbing yourself. You're robbing your your guest of of a good time. So I just feel like at that point, it's just not worth it. So Um. I, I like general podcasts. Well, here's the thing. Happen. Those people are uncreative. They're just intelligent. Right. Um, people that they always like, everyone always asks me like, well, well, what topics do you talk about on your podcast? Whenever I'm like, Oh, you want to come on the podcast? And like, well, what do you talk about? Or like, what's your genre? Or like, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, like you're listening to podcasts that are strictly one way. I'm like, have you ever listened to the Joe Rogan podcast? Does he stick to one thing like obviously he's an mma commentator but no he goes everywhere i'm like all over the fuck yeah i'm like and is he the most notable podcast that everyone knows oh yeah 
So why would I want to emulate the Steven Crowder? Right. Why would you want to be Rush Limbaugh? Why would I want to do something that like I like I'm not I don't have the expertise on anything to just teach lectures on anything. When maybe right, if I'm yeah. a professor one day I will. But right now I'm just twenty and I'm just bullshitting with people and it seems to be growing. I'm about to hit a thousand downloads and people all around campus and all day long hit me on and they say, Hey, what you're doing is dope. Like I want you to keep doing it. And like I think it's it, I think you deserve like if you deserve it. Like you you're a good pot like Thank you for doing something, you know, and like, and people like, like, oh, I throw it on when I'm like, this kid told me he, th- he, like, he, he throws on my podcast when he's grinding sometimes. And it, it made me honestly want to tear up because it's like, bro, like, all I want to do is make something as minimally as cool as whatever Joe Rogan laid. Like, you know, like, right. If I could get yeah. like a 64th of the viewers Joe Rogan has on one clip on YouTube, I'd be happy. Right. Well, I mean, that's just the thing. It's like you hit the nail right on the head. You're 20. It's like nobody has that level of expertise. Right now you're doing what you should be doing, and it should just be a general thing because if anyone's 20 years old and thinks they're an expert on anything, they're full of shit. They're absolutely full of shit. They, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Unless you're like some 15-year-old whiz kid that just graduated from Harvard in a degree of some sort of field of study that no one's, uh, you know, Latin or whatever, some some forgotten language that nobody has ever fucking heard of. You know, you don't know anything. It's like, I, I know, you know, I don't want to say any names or, or diss any people, but like, you know, I've seen lots of people doing like sports podcasts and it's like, you're not an ESPN analyst. You know, you don't know. You think you know because you follow what they say, but, you know, 20 years of experience goes a long fucking way mm-hmm. when it comes to putting out a product that is yeah. supposed to, you know, enlighten and, and you know, not, not so much just entertain, but educate people. You want to know something, though? I would. Yeah. I love to learn. Uh, this isn't really a learning experience, but I want to be. <laughs> I, I'm trying to become the the basketball streamer, like the announcer for basketball games on on our on our streams. You know, right? When we, like when they're on, like when they're on TV and stuff, or like laptops or whatever our website. I want to be the person who's talking. I know enough about basketball to do that stuff. Like um, I played basketball for, I don't know how many years, four or five years. Um, <laughs> I didn't just play in elementary school either. You know, like I played basketball for a while. I'm, I'm pretty decent at basketball. I still, I still stay up with sports. Like I'm, I'm a good football player. Like I think I could do it. And I think I have a good enough voice and like, I have the biggest podcast at Pacific. So like, it's not that big. I, it's not that big, but it's the biggest podcast at Pacific. That I know of. There might be one bigger. If anyone's on Pacific and they know they have a bigger podcast than me, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's going to be the biggest. It's the biggest podcast that fucking matters. <laughs> I don't want to say that because I don't want to diss anybody, bro. I just know there's a media art studio that no one has used that I want to use because their equipment is beautiful and it has foam all the way around and it looks like a radio show and it probably hasn't been used since the seventies. It's like, bro, let me slide in there. Like, yeah, they're just, they're just taking up room at that point. You're probably going to have to kill a few spiders, but it's definitely worth it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't go in. Are you going to come down here, bro? Anytime. Yeah, I would like to, um, but you know, it's like my my biggest uh, my biggest grab, the biggest thing that gets me out of town because I'm not a huge vacation type of person. I wish I was. I wish I was the type of guy to where I could leave my house, 
go out of town and just enjoy being somewhere for the weekend. But for me, there always has to be a catch. Mainly the biggest thing that gets me out of the house is if there's a concert, right? If there's some sort of like live entertainment where I, you know, a band that I want to see or a solo artist is playing a show somewhere, it's like, great, I'll make a trip and I'll base it around that. And then I'll be out there for a couple of days and then I'll, you know, I'll do some other shit in the interim time. But my main goal is that I'm going out there to see this show. Right now, because there's no shows, I can't, it's hard for me to find the motivation because that's just, you know, that's, that's how it's been forever. I've always only, ever since I started really getting into it, it's sort of been doing it for the last several years. So now that it's like, that's kind of been taken away from me. You know, like I just said, it's, it's hard for me to find the motivation to, to leave town because it's just like, eh, I don't need, I'm not a beach person, so I don't need to go to California. Uh, I'm not a dirt person, so I don't need to go to Arizona, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do, would like to come up because I have never been. I've actually never been farther north on the West Coast than San Francisco. You'd love it. But last year would have been a perfect time for you because Blink-182 had a concert with Lil Wayne. With Wayne, uh, There were a lot of shows that I wanted to go see. There's a band that I follow religiously called The Struts, whose album actually just dropped like now as we're talking. It just came out like an hour ago um, that I'm going to listen to after this, their new record. Uh, and I follow them all over the country if I can. So, I mean, there's, they've played places that are, I understand not where you're at entirely, but there's you know places like Portland that are close from what I understand, right? Portland Port- close? Dude, dude, Portland's like Henderson to Vegas, bro. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's a good yeah. So it's like, you know. You don't was, go to a concert in Henderson, do you? Um, You used to be able to. I know. Wait, all right, hold on. Fuck whatever you're saying. Let's digress for a second. Where would would you be able to go to concerts in Henderson before? The Henderson Pavilion. Never heard of it. There was a place called the Henderson Pavilion. It was over in Green Valley, but it was still technically in Henderson. It wasn't like Water Street, but it was in Green Valley. All and right, all right. Fuck you. I thought you were talking about Water Street. No, 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 no. Then they haven't necessarily used it in a while. But like back in the day, like I remember, like Paramore played there in like 2009. Like they had like actual acts that would pull through and play it. You know, it was just a little like outdoor amphitheater that wasn't. You know, it was for bands that weren't. It was sort of like um. This is so. This is this predates in Vegas because um, the live music scene has escalated tremendously, and it's it's you know obviously concerts have been around forever, but. Um, the range in venues has not been around forever. In the 90s, Vegas only had a few venues where people would play music. Uh, if you were a huge touring act like U2, for example, or, or Metallica, you'd play Sam Boyd Stadium. Like, I know U2 played there twice, where you know UNLV used to play. Uh, then Thomas and Mack Center got built, and that was like everything, because it held like 20,000. Then after that, because I, I remember Metallica played the Thomas and Mack Center on the tour for the Black Album. Um... And uh, I believe Guns N' Roses was on the tour with them, but I could be dead fucking wrong on that. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't even born yet, so I don't know why I know that. But, um, uh, and then, you know, after that, everything started popping up. MGM Grand Garden, now we have T-Mobile Arena, and all those major places. But also, it's like, you know, for a while, we didn't have smaller places. Like, I mean, the joint was around, but the joint held 8,000. Know? Obviously not Brooklyn Bowl, though. Right, Brooklyn Bowl uh, opened in 2014 and holds 2,300. There weren't smaller places like Vinyl that hold, held 500 in the Hard Rock or places like Fremont Country Club that holds about 800. Same with House of Blues, about eight. 
Uh, backstage Department Billiard talks about two to three hundred. Same with the Bunkhouse Saloon. Like you know, right now there's a lot of different variety for touring acts that have various levels of a fan base. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, if you have, if you, you know, if, if you're the type of man that tours, but you know, you tour out of the back of a Volkswagen, and you know, you're big enough to sell 200 tickets by city, but you're not, you know, you're not selling out of these stadiums. Back in the day, it was sort of just like you were still doing house shows, or your best bet was to get on an opener for a tour. Yeah, but and, now you can. You, I mean, but now there's, not, no, now there's a range, and and you know, the Henderson Pavilion just had that space for bands that could hold a few thousand, yeah. but weren't big enough to do you know, any of the major venues. And there just wasn't, that was one of the only places that had that kind of a, a seating arrangement. So, you know, you got acts like Paramore in the prime where, you know, or when they were first starting out, should I say, to where they kind of, you know, filled that kind of a, a space. Yeah. Uh, the Orleans used to hold shows too. I know the Orleans had like My Chemical Romance on the Black Parade tour um, back in like 2006. That was like, you know, and now like, you know, a concert at the Orleans isn't even, it's unheard of. Nobody it's would even think It's called the graduation. Exactly. It's called the graduation, you know. Shout out um, every class that got to graduate at the Orleans. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I graduated at Thomas and Mac. I graduated I'm, at the Orleans. Because I'm built different. But yeah, it's a graduation. I mean, you know, the Orleans showroom is for, you know, it's just, it's, it's for washed up old comedians uh, with the exception of like my favorite comedian ever, Stephen Wright, who plays there, who's the funniest man ever. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's not what it used to be. But back then when there just wasn't space to hold things like that, that's what they did. And, you know, so yeah, I, there have been concerts in Henderson. There, um, I would like for them to, and not to mention also there's places like if you want to see a concert on, I've seen concerts off like a water street. There's a little venue called Eagle Erie Hall. It's on Pacific. It's on Pacific and Van Wagenen. Uh, that is a place that holds about 150 to 200 people. Uh, they just built a stage there like last year. Um, before it was just a floor seat. Like it was, it was what's called like floor shows in the industry where there's no stage. You just walk in and it's basically a big ass glorified garage mm -hmm. and the band plays on the floor and there's a little, little barricade set up, but not even like barricades that go waist high. They're like the, to like the middle of your shin. And it's basically just like, Hey, don't cross these because the band's going to be behind it. And I've seen band anywhere from, you know, they booked a lot of hardcore shows. Like I've seen a lot of bands like sworn in played there. Uh, I watched uh, like moths of flames play there. Um, uh, and then the smaller, like popular bands, like set it off. I've seen play there. Um, and then recently when they built a stage there, I saw them have a band called bro job, which if you haven't heard of bro job, they're like the heaviest fucking band ever for no goddamn reason. And all of their lyrics are just overly like over the top sexual. It's it's they're, they're a joke band, but they're fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like they all come out with like super tuned down eight strings, everything in drop D blast beats, crab core, the whole nine. And they're just wearing like bright pink, like booty shorts. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of full run men. Yeah. And it's bro job. But anyway, yeah, so there are, there have been concerts in Henderson. I would like for there to be more venues opening up in the future um, across Southern Nevada, but I don't know, but, man. Right yeah. now, it's like oh, I'd like to get a concert anywhere. So wishful thinking at the moment. Well, well, in light of Henderson, I want to show you this. Hendo, all right, pull it up. Um, let me know if you can see this. Can you see this? Oh shit! You're on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to show you this tweet. Um, 
Darren Waller was on the Pat McAfee show and he talked about Henderson. I want to show you the, um, I want to show you it. Tell me if you can hear it. All right. All right. Can you hear that? Play it, on, play it again. Can you hear that? No, I can't hear a fucking thing. You can't hear a fucking thing. All right. All right. All right. What about now? Can you hear a thing now? Let me know. Now I can't hear a fucking thing. God damn it. All right, hold on. What did my man Darren Waller have to say? Uh, what about now? What about now? Could you hear that? It's very quiet, but I will listen attentively. If that's a word. All right, hold on. I don't think it's a word. I think I just made it up. Can you not see this, bro? I can see it, and I can barely hear it, but I will... Uh... I think there's got to be a way to fucking share the volume, bro, I think. Mute my audio. Mute my audio. Still nothing. Play a full screen. No, this is great podcasting, by the way. This makes for a fantastic listen. <laughs> no, still no dice. There we go, hang on. Yeah, I can't hear a fucking thing. It's not worth it. It's not gone. You know. You Just us. Have- no, I couldn't hear it. I, I, the most I ever got out of it was like. Hold on. I think I can get it, bro. No. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Do you, you have any ads for me to read while we fucking do this? <laughs> you really couldn't hear that at all? Not a damn sound. <laughs> All right, basically, I got. I don't know how my teachers do that, but we got to figure that out. But basically, he said, uh, "I live in the Henderson community, and it's just it, there's a lot of shops and stuff, Sprouts and Target right across, blah blah blah. It's very beautiful." And um, I wanted to know what you thought about him him hyping up Henderson like that on the Pat McAfee podcast. Shout out to Darren Waller. What do you mean? I mean, he's one of the top tight ends in the league, and I'm not just saying that because he likes Henderson. Uh, <laughs> statistically, it's like he's one of the top tight ends in the league, and uh, you know, shots out Darren Waller. Congratulations on just beating the Chiefs. Uh, that will never happen again now that they just signed Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Bell. No, it will never. All right, I want you to see something because this is I just did it because I'm on Zoom, but I never do it. I don't know why I did it because I'm not in class, but tell me if you can tell that I'm grabbing my phone right now. All right, no. That's my grabbing class. I'd be like, I look, I'm like, I see a text, I'd be like, That's I don't know. I saw you grab something, but you could have grabbed anything. You could have grabbed like a Cheeto. I do that like six times a day. Sorry, everyone, if you have noticed, my thing in Zoom is you look outside, you throw your phone outside the Zoom, you go over while you're still looking at class, you grab your phone, you pull it back, and then you look. So. Yeah, if, you, just, if any high schoolers are out there that are on Zoom, 
Yeah, I just straight up look at my phone. You don't have Zoom classes there, Sal. Right. I don't have class in general in any sort of way. Um, but yeah, so um, back to uh, back to the topic. Yeah, I was I I made I jokingly said it yesterday when the Jets released Le'Veon for no fucking reason. I jokingly said I was like, watch this motherfucker go to the Chiefs. Watch Le'Veon Bell go to the Chiefs. And I feel like the NFL should set a rule and be like, no, too much. No, you cannot have too much talent on one team. But yeah, bro, you, they're like the new Patriots. Talent. I fucking hate that shit. How do you govern talent at the same time? You know, how do you? Like, <laughs> how do you opinion. govern talent? Because if they want to take a pay cut, that's on fucking them, bro. Yeah, it's an opinionated thing. Whether or not someone's talent isn't based entirely on one's opinion. There's no, you cannot hold. Talent. Okay, that's true. But like, once it's once it's a hundred thousand people's talent, like, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I, when it when know. it becomes Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Le'Veon Bell on offense. I mean, yeah, it's just like fucking hell, dude. Fucking hell doesn't even fucking explain it. I it's, have to piss though, so talk to the fans about writing for the magazine you write for. All right, well, do. Are you pissing right now, or are you going to piss? Did you just move the mic away? I think. No, I'm going right now. Okay, that sounds good. All right, so uh, yeah, the magazine I write for is called Smash Magazine. I talked about it last time, but I'll talk about it again. It's a local uh, Vegas-based music publication, so it makes no sense for any of Collins listeners to to pick it up or read it online because it's, you know, you guys are are over at Pacific and and you're not going to be seeing any of these shows. But actually, right now is a good time to to read it um, because we're kind of. Not scratching our heads and fumbling for ideas, but you know we're we're writing more about what's going on in the industry and what artists are doing as a whole, more so than what concerts specifically are coming to town. So if you want to check it out, there'll be a few articles here and there about you know what artists have upcoming records and what they're doing to promote that, or, or what the writing process was like in quarantine and things like that. So uh, yeah, go uh, check us out at smashmagazine.com. There's also an application you can download in the App Store. You can read it digitally. Um, also available physically in print at record stores and concert venues alike, although we're not printing until uh, entertainment comes back because we really have no reason to you know, put the money into that when people aren't going to be going to pick the shit up. Um, so, yeah, all right, the, there's the plug. I had timed that perfectly. What did I you do? I did what you told me to do. You'll see it when you edit it. Dude, I have to edit over three hours probably because we're probably going to do 40 more minutes after this one too yeah oh i'm in yeah so i have one more fucking white claw god damn it all right um one more claw (laughs) i've drank in six now (laughs) well that's nothing because god damn it i hate doing this because my coach listens to it he won't listen this far into the podcast but if he did he would realize that i drank a 12 pack of natty light seltzers by myself the other day um, oh, um, Sunday night because the Vikings uh, should have fucking won. Yeah, I mean, I would argue a lot of teams should have fucking won. Did you not watch the late game? The Vikings versus the Seahawks. The Vikings no, had the ball. No, no, I did. Yeah, it was. I mean, the Vikings were up twenty-one. What twenty-one three was twenty-one zero? No, 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 no. Thirteen zero. <laughs> that's right it was 13 though but but we had the ball up by six was it was it six no it was five we we're by five and we're on the inch we're on the inches and we decided to go for it fourth and one on the eight and we don't get it 
instead of kicking the field goal and they get the ball and drive down and score a touchdown and win. If we kick the field goal, we're up by eight and we can't lose in, in um, we can't lose and there's only like a minute and a half left or maybe two minutes and we can't lose in regular time. But I think we, we should still go for it. The only thing is we had our backup running back in because Dalvin Cook got injured earlier in the day. I still always think uh, whenever you're on the inches line, I think QB snakes the right play. With Kirk Cousins, I don't know. Well, if it's inches, it's just like you have to just trust your own line to block and just have Kirk Cousins go low. I think it was like fourth and one. Okay, if it's fourth and one, that's different. Because on fourth and inches, it's like when you snap the ball and go to hand it off, that burns a second, and that one second's a lot of time for the defense to push forward and close up any gaps to not let your running back through. If it's fourth, fourth and inches, the second the quarterback gets the ball, just go right up the middle and just try to get even, – even if you just move the ball half a foot, you're probably yeah. breaking the plan. Here's the thing. Do you know anything about kicking? Uh, no, I was actually about to ask you that. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, and I, I don't want to divert your train of thought, so please go on with, with what you're about to say. No, 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 no. Fuck that. What are you about to ask me? Do you, ever, do you ever watch a kicker miss a kick or something and be like, I could have fucking made that? And do you no, ever just be like, no. what a loser? How do you shake that? No, because I do. I have before been like a couple times in a game, but I always remember how it feels. Right. Because there's um, like I know what it's like to kick footballs, and I know what it's like to punt footballs, and I know what it's like to do anything with kicking footballs, and and it's very very mental. It's all mental, and so once you've missed one, it's easy. Like Goskowski against the Broncos right. week one on right. Monday Night Football. Um, it's very easy to miss three or four when you've when you can't. Ha- you're not just not having a day. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 half it's half mental and then half just muscle memory, right? It's mostly mental, though. Right. Because if you're in a calm place, your muscle memory would take over. If right. you're in a if you're in a bad place, your mind will take over. Right. One hundred percent. And yeah, and when your mind takes over, it's not always a bad thing because your mind can sometimes give you a the power you didn't even know you had. Right. Um, over the smoothness, but. Like okay, like when you see, when you see like Harrison Butker hit three fifty eights or whatever three um three times was, in a row. Yeah, two fifty three. And then the next week, miss an extra point and then miss a kick. You're like, all right, you can give it to him. Like I, I get right. it. He's probably not having a good day. And then he comes back, whatever. But when you see some guy who's been struggling, but has been good before, that's when it hurts because it's like. Dude, I, I know the feeling. And it's always a good feeling that when they get picked up again because you're like, all right, I love Like, I, I feel so bad for Blair Walsh because Blair Walsh was a f- the best kicker in the league and then missed right. that Seahawks kick and was never the same. Same with the uh, – well, not the best kicker in the league, but, but that kid on – what was his name? Parkey on Chicago? Oh, well, Parkey's playing still. Parkey is now having a successful career on – Shit, bro. He was on the Bears. Maybe he's on the Browns. Right. But when you hit the post on that kick that would have uh, advanced you in the playoffs, at that point, your life is over, right? You fully assume, pack my bags, I'm going home. No one's going to draft me after this. I'm done forever, right? That's the mentality. That's what goes through your head. No, yeah, he is on the Browns now. No, honestly, what goes through your head is. Honestly, if I made okay, that. Here, 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 here. Because, here, here. Of, me, because of me, the season's over, right? Here. Well, all right. Well, yes, but 
at first glimpse, you're like, post is different than just shank. Because post is like inches. Post is like centimeters in that ball. Yeah, you you kick 100 balls, a fraction of them are going to hit the post. It's just, yeah. You hit, you and he hit five that season. Right. He probably thought the luck of me, bro. At first, he probably was in shock. And then his, some yeah. of his guys were probably, like, being rude. But most of his guys were probably like, hey, keep your head up. Like, it's not your fault, you know? Like, like, it was, like you know, it, it, like, it was just like, like – and then he got cut, and he was like, fuck, bro. Like, oh. And he probably wanted – like, dude, the, just the pit in your stomach, bro. The feeling right. of kicking is like there's this pit right here. Because, like, I always say it's like golf. And it is like golf in a sense. But when you lose in golf, you let down yourself. And when you lose in kicking, it's like the mentality of golf where it's all on you. But if it, it feels like you let down the entire world. Right. Do you uh, find yourself as a kicker or someone in that position – uh, living vicariously through other kickers. Like when you watch Harrison Butcher make a 58-yarder after they iced him on the third fucking kick consecutively to win the game in overtime, do you get like a rush? Like, fuck yeah, I'm so happy for him. Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, I yeah. think it's I think it's it's cool because um, I've actually been punting more. I'm not really kicking field goals anymore these right. days because of my labrum that I tore last year. Um, but I always tell um, – so red zone has this thing is we don't show punts. And I'm like, I only watch punch. You know, that's my, like my motto. Right. Um, and when there's a bomb and like Harrison Bucker, I love it. Like, have you ever seen Pat McAfee always shows like for the brand yeah. thing? And I, I really feel that for the brand. Um, I would love, that's like my end goal, Joe Rogan and Pat, Pat McAfee to get on their podcast or like to have them on. Um, I am for the brand for sure. Like I am a kicker to the day I die. Um, and Vicariously is like, I mean, yes, but also like, I don't live through them in a sense. Like, I live with them, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, uh, I'm just happy, bro. Like, I, no matter who it is, like, even like, I hate the Packers. I fucking hate the Packers, and I hate the Bears. Right. Um, but even if they if they hit a game winner, like, I don't hope when they go up for a game winner, like, I don't hope they miss. You know, like, I just hope like when they make them, like, all right, they beat us on a kick. <sighs> So yeah. when you're when you're lining up for a long one, right? Because my dad, um, uh, he once won a bet um, on uh, on just like this bull on a 55 yarder in college, which is like in college a like a 55 yarder is hard to make in the NFL. In college, a 55 yarder is damn near severely more improbable, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're lining up from that far, the does the mind take over and tell you, okay, I have to just kick this thing as hard as I fucking can? Or is it just like no pressure because I'm so far out they can't expect mm-hmm. me to really make it anyway? So it's like fucking muscle memory. I'm just going to give it a good try. And then it's just like there's no pressure because you're so far away. It's so improbable. It's like why did it worked up? Is that kind of what goes through? Because that, that's watching it. That's, if yeah. I was in that situation, I feel like that's how I would feel. It's almost like you're interviewing me on a podcast. I like it. Um, yeah. No, it's um, it's there's a strange thing about kicking that I always try to tell people. Uh, you kind of go blank. So right. every kick, I remember taking my steps, and then I remember getting my spot, and then I black out, and then afterwards I remember again. So the example I'm going to give you is in high school, I had a 57-yard attempt against Foothill. Um, I don't remember if it was tied or was up, but there was like two seconds left and it was a 57 yard attempt. 
and I lined up and I don't, I cannot remember the kick at all. Um, cause the adrenaline was so, was so high. Um, right. and I got blocked and then I, and I chased the guy down and I got a tackle. But, and, um, the other one, I, like, I rem like, I didn't remember anything, um, for that kick. Right. But also I, the one time I do remember was like a little bit was, Junior year, I got moved up to like I was on varsity, like it was my first year on varsity, and like playing on varsity, not moved up, like I moved up sophomore year. But I was like really like the starter, and I had a can't remember if it was extra point or it was a short field goal. And I remember I was taking my steps, and all I could hear was choke. I think it was a short field goal because I got, and all I could hear was choke, choke 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 from the stands because there were so many fucking people there like the entire foothills foothill um stands were packed and the entire basic stands were packed like it was fucking insane because we were both good that year and it was the year we like should have gone to state and we blew out foothill in the playoffs and um then we were really good like we were gonna go to state and um and I hit that ball, and I cannot remember anything after I heard those choke, choke, call. And like half people were saying choke, choke, and the other side was saying call in. And I was hearing this choke, call in. Like I was hearing this like mix, and I was sitting there like, holy fuck, like everyone is watching me right now, you know? All right, uh huh. And, but you don't think about that. You don't think about that until after or before. Like you don't think that everyone's watching you, but like it's the greatest in the craziest feeling in the world like do do you find uh when you the kicks that you do remember the kicks that you are there and you don't blank and you're fully in the zone and your mind is there are you more likely to miss because you are you can overthink it and you're just you're just focused and you're not blanking out and there's anything that can go wrong and at the last second your mind can tell you wing a little bit to the left or you know like, does blanking out significantly increase your chances of making a field goal? Does not significantly increase your chances of making, no. But uh, I don't remember a kick that I remember. I think I blank out every kick because of the adrenaline. It's gotcha. not like there's a kick that – the kicking is one of those – I, I assume golfing is the same when you're in the swing, like you can't remember it. It Because um, when you're moving the body, it's uh. it's not – like, I can't remember a kickoff either. Like, I can remember kicking off when I'm not. I can remember field goals when I'm not at games, but I cannot remember one kick in game, honestly. It's a, it's a high-pressure situation, game on the line. Yeah. Is it – are you – does it make it harder to blank out? No, I think you are. Uh, harder to blank out? Okay, here's here's what I'm telling you. I'm going to give you an example of what it feels like to be a kicker in the late game situations, okay? I'll give you an example that I once had. So I was always afraid of kicking late games, late game kicks. I had always been afraid of them, and I still am. Right. But I still wish I get one, you know? Right. Um, but basically, uh, Silverado, my senior year of high school, I – down by two, I believe. Um, and we had the ball, and we're driving. 
and I'm warming up and I'm like in this state of almost paralyzation, but like paralyzation of fear, but also like adrenaline at the same time. Like I'm ready. I'm in the zone and nothing that nothing in the world that's not football in this situation matters. Right. I was paralyzed by the belief of what I was in. And my coach was like not letting anyone over there because he's like, don't. He's in, the, he's in his own zone. He's got to be in his own zone. And we get to this spot and it's, I want to say it's third down and it's like third and 15. And by this spot, I'm going to have to kick like a 52 to win the game. And my coach knows I could have made that, but it's like a 52 to win the game. And I know that and I'm, but I don't really know that I'm in my own zone. Right. And I'm lost in like, I can't remember the thoughts I met because I've, I kind of already blacked out. Like, I feel like when you're in a late game situation like that, your mind are, starts to fall into blacking out. And then once you get out there, you black out, you know? Right. Um, and what happens is I'm, I'm getting, I think I'm getting ready to kick or I'm about to kick um, a practice one. And Paul Myra, who was our sophomore quarterback at the time, rolls out and sacks wide open at like the two, Zach Grismanowskis, and throws it. And he scores a touchdown and we win the game. But it, I always think if he wouldn't have uh, been open, what happens, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. My mind always, uh, when I think of like clutch kicks, yeah. um, I always think of Vinatieri winning the Super Bowl all those times that he's done it. I believe he's had three, right? I think he's won four Super Bowls and have three. I think games. it's three. Yeah, three Super Bowl winning kicks. Uh, I don't know if it's three winning, but I think he tied a game one and then won two. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. But still important kicks. Kicks mm-hmm. that if you miss, the game is on the line. Yeah. You know. That's that's a crazy amount of pressure. That's fucking nuts. I couldn't imagine being in that situation. He wasn't there. He was I, so good at his craft. He was blacked out before he went out there. He doesn't uh, remember. You asked him if he remembers those kicks. He doesn't fucking remember. Yeah. I wonder how many he does remember because he is the all-time NFL leading point scorer. Nobody's he doesn't remember. Points. He doesn't remember hitting any of the balls. He doesn't remember kicking any of the balls, but he remembers the feeling after he had kicked them. Like, right. um, Kicking's weird, honestly. Kicking's insane. Kicking's cool, but it's all—it's also like crazy. When you hit the post, because that's a—if you shank an upright, right? I've actually never hit a hit hit an upright before. Oh, really? No. Okay. Because I was gonna ask if you hit an upright, <clears throat> is it the same feeling as oh fuck, I missed that kick? Oh my god! Or is it just like well, that was some bullshit? I actually didn't have any. Yeah. I haven't had a bad miss before. So like, I've never missed a field goal in my life, actually. Well, I've missed, but I, uh, my senior, I can't remember any of them. My senior year, I got blocked. Only I would, did not miss my senior year, and then my freshman year, I didn't miss at all um, of college. So I haven't missed in a while that I can remember. But I can say. My first ever field goal was a thirty-eight, and I banked right. it off the middle, the middle post, and it went oh, in. off the uh, off the crossbar, and it went in. Oh, it, it banked up and in. That's yeah. always nice because I hit like a line. I kicked it like a soccer ball because I was a sophomore. Right. Oh, so you hit it on the front, but the rotation of the ball flipped it over. Yeah. 
That's fucking awesome. It was. Yeah, I've seen I've seen play I've seen kicks before. I remember one in the NFL. I don't remember who did it, but I remember it. The picture of the upright. It hit the right post. Well, uh no, yeah, yeah. It hit the right. It was the left on screen. Hit the right post. Went down. Hit the crossbar and then went in. It was like a double dink. Yeah, no, that happens a lot, actually. Um, double dinks happen a lot. Um, this shit looks weird on my face. Like, you can't see me. Unless I feel like it's not that personal. So let's, like, do some shit about that. Um, let's scoot this backwards, I'm guessing. Is dink uh, an actual term that's used amongst football uh, peers, or is dink just something? Doink, I guess, is the better one. Doink. Uh, my for whatever reason my dad always says dink d i n k I think I think it's doink fucking um, dink uh, doink is a good one too but uh, no I've, I've actually become more of a punter and it's not any less pressure but it is to do, do punt when you punt do you punt with strategy yeah like, oh yeah it's so hard it's yeah. the hardest kicking position for sure I was gonna say because it's like do you, no, I don't, I, I'm asking this just because I know – I obviously know how the game is played, but I don't know anything when it comes to coaching and play calling. I just don't. I, that's mm-hmm. one aspect of the game I want to learn more about. Mm-hmm. Does your coach tell you, hey, try to put the ball over there? Or they is it will. Just, like, just fucking just, – just nail it? Good coach will uh, – it depends on where you're at on the field, yeah. honestly. A good coach will understand yardage and – understand how your leg acts and tell you to do something. Our coaches don't understand anything about kicking and they want to. And I respect them a lot for that because they want to get better with us, but they don't understand anything about us. So they don't really know what to do. So I will have to decide in the moment what I'm going to do. But do you want to kick Do you prefer to try to kick it to the end zone or do you try to kick it in bounds? But there's different punts for different scenarios. So if I'm closer to the halfway point, I hit a coffin, which is the balls that go like this because it bounces up on like the five, one yard line and you can stop it before it goes in the end zone. Right. Right. Um, if I'm backwards, I always want to turn. If I'm back up more, I don't want to turn it. I want a banana if I'm on the right. So it goes out of bounds. So there's different punts. It's honestly the entire, it's the hardest position. Um, because there's so many things hardest kicking position because there's so many things to do field goals and kickoff kickoff you hit the ball as hard as you want field goals you have to it's the same point every time punt is different every time depending on where you're at in the in the field so when you're when you're starting off kicking have you ever fucked up a holder's hand no you just brought your leg all the way through the kick and just, just snapped his wrist back no, I'm actually holding now. I'm actually holding now because I'm the punter. So, oh, nice. I did get turf in my ear the other day, though. Oh, that sucks. A freshman was kicking, and he kicked, and he went in my ear, and I was like, dude, I'm not like you, motherfucker. Have you ever had a bad hold? No, I've had many bad holds. I've had only but, mainly bad holds. But not just like the hold is bad and it makes the kick more difficult, but like the, the, the guy like – yeah, no, yeah, just like a situation where like the ball snapped and the holder goes to hold it and it just, just fumbles the ball or like it has to get up and then yes. try to run make a play. So, Jordan Gallegos. <laughs> oh, nice. Shout out, Jordan. I love shout you. Out. Jordan was my holder in, um, at Basic. And shout out, Jordan. I love you to death. But he. <laughs> I can't remember what team we were playing. <laughs> what team we were playing. <laughs> But he fumbled the snap, and he looked. 
he like picked up the ball and looked at me and i was and like he like looked at me like what to do because he we both stood up and i was like no i said no that's literally what i said said, run and he like ran away and got tackled but he uh if that happens and i'm a coach and my player gets the first down (laughs) i'm not sure if i'm like fuck yeah kid you did it or if i'm like if i ever see you do that again you're fucking fired you're lucky (laughs) like i don't Uh, know if that would anger me or coach Special teams coach definitely tells them to fuck off and they should die. Um, yeah. But head coach gets hyped, probably. Probably. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're asking those questions, though, because kicking is one of those things that's not well known um, around the country. No, and it's like you're the only one I can talk to it about. I don't know any other kickers, you know? Uh, it's honestly like so much anxiety. Like even at practice, it's anxiety because like – I get a couple kicks a day and like I'm a leader and like I have to look good, you know? Right. I mean, it's like that with any position. Um, not, not really not to, though. Not to say that like kicking is like, you know, it's, it's universal, but like in any position in, in football, there's more to it than meets the eye significantly. Yes. In football, like, I would say significantly football yeah. for sure. Significantly. R- right. It's like, you know, you see someone like Patrick Mahomes go out and throw a ball and you're like, Oh, I could do that. It, you know, he, I, I, I hate people. I'm, I've heard people on my job before make the argument and be like, it's bullshit. He's getting paid 400 million to throw a ball. And it's like, no, 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 no. He's getting paid 400 million to do everything that a quarterback does that you're not yeah. aware of. You know, he's getting paid four hundred million to constantly run drills in practice. He's getting paid four hundred million to call audibles. He's getting paid four hundred million to read the defense, to understand pocket pressure. Yeah. To not only be accurate with his throws, but to also have the arm to get him there. He's getting paid four hundred million to know how to lead a receiver with the ball. It's just like there's so much more that goes into it. And like you were saying with the punting, I mean, yeah, some could say, Oh, he gets paid X amount of money to kick the ball down the field. Well, no, you have to know how to kick a ball so that a ball does different things in the air. They don't get paid that much able. money. Right, but you have I, to be able to control an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. No, especially not with your foot. With your foot, exactly. Something without a thumb. And, like, kicking field goals, the only reason – the reason I said kicking field goals is, like, substantially hard is because it depends on factors – a lot of the time that are not just your own. Like it depends on the hold, the snap, the people around you running at you, the people blocking for you, the winds, the rain, the, the way the right. posts are moving, the way the flags are moving. Um, punting is like the snap and then you, cause you're holding the ball and kickoff is only you because the ball's not even there. Uh, yeah, that's why I say kickoff is the easiest kick. Right. Um, it's also really hard to be good at kickoff though. I will say that kickoff is, you have to be extremely strong to be a good kickoff player. Um, but it is the easiest kicking position to be good at if you are strong. It's also, you have to, you also have to have an understanding of momentum, which clearly you're going to learn and understand it better. The more you play, like when you see kickers kick a ball, they don't just run up and kick it and then stand still. They follow through with the kick and they're airborne in the air as the ball leaves the tee. It's like you have to have a full understanding of uh, there's physics that goes into it in, in addition mm-hmm. to just playing the game. You know? And you don't call it physics, though. Like, you just, like, understand that's how it goes. Right. Like, but head down, swing up was the um, the field goal term my coach always told me, Nolan Cohurst, shout out to right. him. One of them on the podcast, love that guy. Um, head down, swing up. Always head down, swing up. And it's physics. If your leg goes higher, if with the ball connected still to it, the ball will go higher. Right. So, um, 
even the force just behind the ball, even if the ball is not touching the ball, the force. So, right. And, and also there's something else speaking of force and physics that we haven't even talked about or, or taken into account. If you're also punting, you also have to figure out how do I go against the wind? Oh, here's the thing about wind and punting. I fucking hate punting. I tried to explain this to Coach Kraft the other day. Uh, shout out Coach Kraft, our OC. Um, yes. If you're punting with the wind, you have to kick it with less force because you don't want the wind to throw the ball. Well, here's the to- thing. Well, here's the thing. Right? Okay. Well, well, here's the thing. So punting, the real big thing about punting in the wind is the drop. So the drop is the most essential part. If you have a substantial drive, like with your foot, and you have a substantial walk, and your line is placed, and your leg swing is fine, then the drop is the most substantial um, when, thing in punting. When you say the drop, you mean literally releasing the? Yeah, the drop. So what I mean, uh, can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Now, from the top, make it drop. All right, are we back? Yeah. All right, perfect. Can you hear me? Yes. So, so the drop I, is the release so of the ball. So the foot. drop is like, here, let me show you it. And let me show everyone on the screen it because I think I'm going to post this on YouTube. All right, yeah, drop it and drop it low, Colin. Oh, uh, shit. I thought I had a football in here. But, yeah, it's the release from your hand to your foot, right? Uh, yes, in a sense. Uh, All right. So it looks like this. So the drop is like a handshake. So you put your hand on the seam. This is just a pillow, obviously. But right. there's a seam right here. You put your middle finger on it. You have a pocket in your hand, and you shake hands, basically. And you have an 11 o'clock turn. So the ball is turned like an 11 o'clock, right? And then the, the drop is because you can't let it go like that. You can't let it go like that. You can't let it go like that. You can't let it go like that because you need to be perfectly just like that to hit your That's foot. That's man level. Every single time. And that's the hardest thing to stay – could you hear me when I was talking? Yes. That's the yeah. hardest part to have consistency in. Consistency in. And so you work on that the most. And so when the wind is a factor, if you're too high on your drop, the wind will take it. You'll hit on the inside of your foot, depending if the wind is going to the left. If you're a right footed kicker and the wind's going to the left, um, the wind will take it. You'll pro- If you hit it still good, it won't turn and it will be like a 20-yard punt or it will just shank that way. If the wind's going to the right and you're right-footed kicker, it might hit off the side and it will be even worse of a punt. So you have to understand – you have to drop it lower and you have to understand where that wind is coming from. But also, if the wind is coming to your face, the ball will turn easier, but it will turn faster. And if the ball's behind your back, the ball won't turn, and it will it will dr- it will drop straight back down faster. So wind fucking sucks punting, and you have to understand that to understand punting, really. Man, sports are complicated, man. Sports and everyone says kicking is so fucking easy. I'm like, try it, bro. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, that's just the thing. The average person, what do you think the average person is capable of making off a tee? Not a hold, off a tee alone. 20-yard field goal, maybe? If that, man. If that. And that's, yeah, and that's, that's straight-up kicking from the 10-yard line. Yeah. Seven yards for the snap. And a good kicker that doesn't know how to kick could probably make a 35 at miss. Yeah. Consistently, extra point. Right. Have you ever heard a song? I was talking to Christopher about this the other day. Have you ever heard a song called The Lonesome Kickers by Adam Sandler? I actually Gosh, have. Yeah, it's a fucking great song. It, it is a great song. It's, a fa- it's hysterical. His Netflix deal is ass, though. His movies have been tr- 
terrible. Oh, yeah, it's off a comedy record that came out in the 90s called What's Your Name? It's song called The Lonesome Kicker. It's fucking very, very, very funny. Should I play it and see if you can hear it this time? The Lonesome Kicker? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. We'll just have a sing along. I hope, hopefully you can hear it when I say this. Okay, I'm going to share screen. Okay, share screen. Okay. Let's go to... Make sure you have the lyrics, too. iPhone via cable and a whiteboard. Okay, let's do advanced. See, like, there's jokes in that song that, that you would get as a kicker that not a lot of people would get. Like, there's, there's parts of the song I had to explain to Chris. And I'm not calling Chris dumb. There's just some football terminology, and then it's funny. Your microphone are not working properly. Okay, hold on. All right, I don't know what I did, but I fucked up, so I have to do that again. Let's go here, and let's go to... Can you still hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, can you see this screen? Yeah, you got me? Yeah, I got you. Uh Uh-huh. The Lonesome Kicker. All right, let me know. All right, because here's the thing, bro. I don't know... Can you hear that? I hear it. Yeah, you got it. Can you hear yeah, that? Yeah, you can play it. I can hear it. You can hear it good. Yeah. I could. Yeah, I can hear it, all right? No, can you Not hear tremendously, it but I know it. Uh, better better, better than the Pat McAfee show. No, but I've, there's there's got to be a way to hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it super good. Can you hear this? If you can hear it, then that's all that matters, because I know the song. Can you hear this? Yeah, I hear that perfect. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. All right. Crystal clear. You can hear that good, right? Yeah, perfect. Like, like it sounds like an actual thing, right? Sounds like I'm listening to it off my earphones by myself. I bet. Five minutes, by the way, so we don't have to play the whole song. I'm not going to. Just like the first two words. Me, I'm the lonesome kicker. Extra points, field goals at your service. One might think it comes with glory. You might think different. face mask what it possibly could protect I do not know the other guys on the team like to make fun of my little shoulder pads and also like to hide the special shoe I need to kick in the snow Think it's so easy to kick a field goal from the 30-yard line They forget to add 7 yards for the snap And 10 more because the goalposts are pushed way back Hey, honestly, that is... People do be forgetting that shit, though. 
the yardage. And then there's another verse later on where he says, uh, but I've kicked that ball and I pray it goes straight. If it does, the coach says, good job, number eight, which is funny because kickers generally have single-digit numbers. And then he says, he doesn't even know my my name. It's Andre Kristakovichka Lelinsky Jr., which is a, a, a jab at how most kickers are Polish. Yeah, exactly. That's fucking funny. I got to piss again if you want to talk about anything. Should I play the rest of the song while I'm pissing? <laughs> if you fucking want, dude. That's your podcast. Oh, well. I'm just the guest. Oh, well. It's your world, and I'm just living in it, baby. You really are. Well, then you're not listening to it. In 1974, the uprats were right on the goal line, but some of the players were running into them and getting hurt. So screw the kicker. Who cares about the kicker? back welcome could could you hear the song though oh super clear yeah all right bet so should i show you that darren waller video now i think yeah, I yeah i'll just figure it out sure i know i i knew exactly what I, I have to share the computer audio but look this is so much fucking better than podbean because i can show you shit you know what i mean yeah uh, absolutely ah. yeah no no it's definitely better than podbean also, you know, there's a visual element. You know, people get to see our smiling faces in my incredibly messy room. I'm not posting the visual element, but yeah. Oh, well, then people get to listen to our smiling faces and listen to my incredibly messy room. Unless it's on YouTube, because I think I'm going to post it on YouTube. In which case, people get to look at our incredibly smiling faces in my incredibly messy room. <laughs> can you see this, though? I can see it with my smiling face and my... Okay, yeah, I can see the fucking thing. Don't fucking say that ever again, honestly. Um... All right, here. Can you hear this? Who has turned her life around, yes. or is it the best place to be for somebody to turn her life? Do you ever think about that from a personal standpoint, making Las Vegas? Use as far as my daily routine and working my program, then Vegas could be a place that could be trouble for me. But uh, it's motivated me to, you know, stay on top of things. I know that people are looking to me for inspiration in a way, so I use that as fuel too. But it's been great living here. Uh, I live in the Henderson community, and it's super nice. Um, a lot of great restaurants you know target and sprouts right across the street like it's, it's a cool neighborhood man so I, I feel safe here i feel welcome here not only does he feel safe but he feels welcome here sal 
Target and Sprouts right across the street. So he's got to be over in Green Valley, right? Over in uh, I know exactly where he is. He lives right next to Infuse, where my beautiful girlfriend works. Shout out Trinity Jane Fuller. I love you dearly, baby. Sorry, I did that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Trinity. You're a cool person. <laughs> I do love you dearly. Uh, yeah, so that's so, but that's gotta be Green Valley, right? Unless I'm thinking of something else. That's the only it's area. Seven where, Hills, uh, Seven Hills. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm gonna spill the white claws. But uh, yeah, um, that's so fucking cool. And scales cuts them all up. I've honestly had some cool people on this podcast. I need to get them on Zoom. I want to get Scales on Zoom when he's cutting hair and like like talk to all the Raiders players. So Scales cuts off the Raiders. Have you not known that? No, I don't know shit, dude. I'm Scales is the Raiders barber. Colin, look at me. You think I know anything about haircuts? <laughs> um, I'll send you this right now. Scales is the Raiders barber. Um, I'll send you one of his things. I think he's open. He is um, officially the Raiders barber, though. He's a celebrity barber. He's cut up a bunch of people. Um, here's him cutting up, actually, Darren Waller. Not to think of it. Does he uh, Does he ever uh, cut up any of our uh, Vegas Golden Knights? Because that is the team that I lean towards more than anything. Um, no, I don't think so. No, he should, though. I should tell him to start doing that. He should. You know what's cool, though? Usually it tells me that I only have 40 minutes, but we've been on this for longer than 40 minutes for sure. We're five minutes away from two hours, yeah. We so, started at 7 o'clock. We started at like 7.10, but yeah. All right, if you want to get technical, yeah. I'm going to post the whole thing because it's dope. I mean, we started at 7.10. And We've by, talked about – this is a real podcast. This is a real at, Joe Argabarius. We started at 7.10, and by about 8 o'clock, we, we, had, we were able to be, actually begin our actual mm-hmm. podcast. We started by seven ten, and by seven fifty, we're like, man, we're everything we talked about sucks. Let's start over. I'm but gonna yeah. edit out everything we said that sucks, and I'm gonna like, but I'm gonna leave the political stuff in. But I'm gonna put it to the end, honestly. I think. No, I'm just gonna leave it how it is because, like, I'm gonna say if you don't want to listen to this, you want, uh, or 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 you could release what episode number is this? Uh, twenty. You can oh, perfect. You can put it out as like twenty and a half as a separate episode. If you want to listen to some politics on the side, there you go. I think I'm just I'm just gonna like let go of a two and a half two and a half to three hour podcast just because like it's the twentieth podcast. You know, just that's let like, it loose. That's like a, that's like a moment, bro. A twenty podcast, like that's a, that's a milestone. So I feel like I have to let it go be long. You um, know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I kind of want to show you some more stuff of um. No, I, I just, go look at scales cutting Darren Waller though. Well, do I'll check it out. Um, but do uh going back to what we did earlier, I was gonna ask you this, but I, we got sidetracked, and I wanted to bring it up again because I I like putting you on the spot. Can you do any other impressions? Any impressions? Yeah, can you do any other ones? Because we were impersonating our previous two presidents. Um, uh, I used so, to be able to do like uh. I can do Yoda. Um, oh, young Padawan, you are. Mm-hmm. Young that, Padawan. That's good. Um, I used to be able to do uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, it's Mickey. No, I can't do it anymore. Oh, it's Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh, 
Oh boy. Uh, no, I can't do it. I can do um I can do um the oh from, boy. the my leg dude from SpongeBob art. Oh, my leg. My leg. <laughs> my leg. My leg. But that's basically it. Um <laughs> uh, I used to be able to do like Ape Eater, but I can't do that shit anymore. What is that dude's real name? Joe. Joe no, 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 no. The guy that does his voice. Oh, fuck, dude. He does everything. He face, was putty. Bro. He's Kronk. He was putty on Seinfeld. He's done so much shit. He was Kronk? So much voice action. Yeah. Gavesco. Gavesco's poison. Poison for Gavesco. Ape Eater. It's the same voice. It is the same voice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I said the way out. Um, um. <laughs> clip, clip it. <laughs> cut that out. Uh, no, I'm not going to cut out any of this uh, late, late shit. Yeah. Um, but have you been uh, indulging in anything that's like no one knows about? Um, if like I apps or you. like games. Anything? I was gonna say if I told you, then people would know about it. Not like porn or anything, you weird ass. Like apps oh. or anything. Yes, because if 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 there's one thing that nobody's heard of, it's pornography. <laughs> uh no, I really uh, I don't have any <laughs> games on my phone. I uh, I don't have any games. You got games? No, I ain't got any games on my phone. No, let me be clear. I do not have any games on my phone. Uh, no, I don't have shit. I, I downloaded Among Us to check it out. Dude, what is it like, bro? I have it on my phone, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I played a few rounds with my friends just because I wanted to see what everyone was fucking talking about. It's interesting. It's basically, it's like, it's a murder mystery. Everyone, it's a bunch of astronauts and you're on a ship and you all have like little tasks that you have to do, which are super Why did you, Hold on. Why did you say you're out of shape? <laughs> what? You no, said, oh, no, you're on a ship. You're oh, I, thought, I, I thought you said you're astronauts. You're on, you're out of shape, and <laughs> well, I mean they are. They're they're round astronauts. So let's let's, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's take things to the ground or something. But, uh, uh, they uh, yeah, you basically move around the ship and you do like little tasks, and it's a crew, and it's I think it's eight people, so six mm-hmm. crewmates and two imposters, mm-hmm. and uh, it could be ten crewmates, it could be eight crewmates to imposters but i think it's eight um i I guess i only played like three games but the imposters basically their goal is to murder uh the the teammates and then and then try to hide and get away with it and then basically if i'm playing as an imposter my goal is to kill a teammate and then run and hide and then anytime a crewmate finds a body they have to report it and as soon as the body is reported then it calls like a meeting and everyone has to vote on who they think killed the person, like which player in the lobby. That's is. that that that's a game that I've Loki heard of before. Yeah, it's it's been around forever. It just recently got popping, but it's cool. It's all right. I mean, it's you know, it's on mobile and PC from what I understand. So it's cool. Um, no, that's like I've heard of like my sister. It kind of sounds like mafia a little bit. Yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, in like the dumbest way ever, but yeah. In a cosmic sort of way. Um, but no, it sounds fun. I, I think I'm gonna hop onto it, honestly, because it seems like it could be it could be like a really fun game for like for like um 
college uh, students and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's like you know, you run around and you have to do like these tasks. Like, if you're a crewmate, your job is to accomplish all your tasks so that you can escape. And the the imposters are their job is to kill everyone before all the tasks get done. But the tasks are just like. You know, it's like pull a lever or like, you know, it's like you go and it's like connect these three wires. It's like super easy shit. You look at it's like something that nobody has to teach you. Okay, what do I do to solve this puzzle? It's like you look at mm-hmm. it and you're like, oh, I will drag this wire to this wire. And then yeah, it's just, it's all super like. They need to make it harder, you think? Uh, I don't think so. I think the goal of the game is to make it uh, universally accessible and, and not have to. I think it's one of those games where. You can just pick it up and play it, and it's it's you don't want to have to learn anything. Yeah, but I feel like if you're playing with game people that like have like understand it, it should get harder. Like levels should like move up and shit. Yeah, you know? they might create harder modes, but you know, quite possibly. But at the same time, it's it's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, maybe you memorize how to do all the tasks, but it's like mm. the whole goal of the game is still you know, to figure out who the imposters are. So it's like, yeah. if you're an imposter, there's not like a leveling system. There's no ranking system. It's just like, do you personally get better at uh, killing people and then running away and hiding and then acting like it wasn't you? It's like, it's, it's, you know, it's basically the game teaches you how to be a better manipulative liar, which is what people in Henderson don't fucking need. <laughs> but, you know, did I tell you that there's a girl out of me on Snapchat the other day? And um, not the other day, like a couple months ago. And like the first snap I got was I got added to her private snap and it was just Xanax. And then the next snap was her and Joey Carmichael. <laughs> yep. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> Joey came into my work the other day and Joey, I love you, but do better, man. He's not listening to this, bro. No, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not listening to human voices right now. I love him. I love him to death. But fuck, dude, him and my job knew so fucked up, and I just feel like he's just always so fucked up. Sands wise, off whatever. I mean, I don't think I've ever talked to him when he's not just like fucked up. Remember when he wanted to kill Gabe that day because Gabe fought him. (laughs) No, but he was but he was with Gabe when he came to my work the other night. So no, he was. Yes, he was. No, I know they made amends, but fuck, dude. They came in and bought a bunch of, and bought like some beer with like the four dollars that they had pulled together, and then left, and they were clearly fucked up. And then Joey asked me if I had any bud to spare, and I was like, "No, I don't smoke." Joey, you, you need this. Like this is clearly it's like common knowledge that you don't ask me for drugs because I don't have them. Well, there's so many Zan heads in in Henderson, bro. I hate it. I feel so bad, but it's like, fuck you guys, bro. Like, what are you doing with your lives? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, people in Vegas definitely have that small town mentality. It's weird because Vegas is, it's, it's, a, it's like the best of both. It's a small town in the sense that the valley is, you know, 30 by 40 miles. If that, it's about the size of uh, Oahu. And, um, you know, it's just, I know no matter where I am in the Vegas Valley, I know how to get home. It's just one of those type of places where everything's gridlocked and I know a street that'll take me to a freeway that will get me home. Yeah. No matter where I am. There's not a single place where I'm like, oh, fuck, where am I? It's like, you know. California be like that. Yeah, if I'm on the east side, I'm like, oh, fuck, where am I? Okay, wait. Uh, it's two blocks to Nellis. I take that to Boulder Highway. I take Boulder Highway straight shot home. Now, would I ever be on the east side? No. 
But, you know, it's like if I'm in Northtown, it's like, oh, fuck, where am I? Uh, oh, fuck, okay, uh, I can get on this road to get to the 95 and then straight shot all the way back to Hendo. It's just like, you know, it's kind of like that where I, the freeway is surround everything. So, uh, you know, you're from here, you get it. But um, people in Vegas have that small town mentality because it is so small and, and it's kind of landlocked in a sense that it's really just surrounded by a bunch of nothing. Um you know, they just, they realize that, like, life here is just all that there is, and they don't really want to, no, not everyone, obviously, you're, you are, you broke the mold there and are one of the anomalies and are in college and doing really well, but most people just kind of stay here and then just kind of get dead-end jobs and end up just doing something basic for the rest of their lives, and that's all life is, and and if that's what you want, that's cool, but it's just, like, I don't know, to me personally, there's more to just getting incredibly fucked up every night in your 20s and then ended up working in a fucking, like, yeah, Not see, just- I have not been getting incredibly fucked up in my 20s. And I honestly feel disappointed in that because, like, a lot of the people that I know do. And, like, right. I feel envious. But, like, in the other sense, I don't because, like, I want to get fucked up in my 30s. Um, but, like, I don't get fucked up a lot. I, I never get fucked up right. anymore. And, and I'm not saying that you can't be successful if you regularly get fucked yeah, up. I'm just no. It definitely goes hand in hand with the uh, – But what I was know. saying was, like, I'm like, I used to get fucked up every day in Vegas. Like I used to get fucked up every weekend and I don't do that right. anymore. Like, no, I, it's a party town. Uh, I ra- very rarely get fucked up. I used to sophomore year, junior year of high school. I, I even senior year, like even after high college, like if I could, if I wanted to party, I could just find one. Yeah. Or and, if there wasn't a party, we would all just make it our own. We'd go yeah. to Gibson and we'd make our own. Yep. Gibson View 2016, bro. Like, everyone would yep. just go up there, people would shoot guns, and we'd leave. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it went. Yeah. Every fucking time. And, like, we'd get fucked up and we'd be like that. But, like, yeah. We just did yeah. us. And, like, I, I don't uh, do that anymore. There's a time and place for it. I find that, like, with the whole mentality of, like, oh, it's a party town, let's just party. You know, it's just uh, a lot of people that I know, I don't want to say like, oh, they're not going anywhere, but it's like they're not pushing themselves to do anything spectacular. Mm-hmm. They're not going out of their way to be creative to say, what can I do that's different, that makes a life for me that not only not everyone has. And it's not, and then I'm not saying not everyone has to have a life that's different. You know, the world needs people that are, you know, have basic jobs for like. You got me, Colin. No, I just said that. I just said that. You know, not everyone walks the same mile that I do. But for me personally, I feel like if I live a life of normalcy and I just live a regular life, then I failed because I've let myself down. Yeah, even it's weird. Yeah, I have to do something extraordinary and live some sort of. I'm not saying I have to become an A-list celebrity, but I have to do something with my life that it gives me some sort of notoriety that puts my name on the map in some way. And I have to do something special. And I'm not sure what it is yet, but I have to do something to where I haven't felt like a fucking failure because if I'm working in a mattress firm for the rest of my life or an RC Willie, then not only have I let 
myself down, but if I have a family one day, I've let my family down as well. And that's just something I can't have, you know? Yeah, I, I totally get it. And I, I hate that alcohol does that because it makes you want to do something so bad. You right. know, like alcohol is one of those things like, I want to go party. I want to blah, blah, And it's just like, you have to do something when you're on alcohol. You just feel depressed. And it's just like, bro, like, life's not like that, bro. Especially not no, during no. COVID. And like, I'm 20, like, I want to do things and yeah, party, COVID's, but. COVID's terrible because COVID's just enabling all the people that don't want to do anything. It's giving them all the free time and it's giving them the excuse that, well, there is nothing to do. So it's cool to just sit on your ass and it's okay. And it's not okay. There's still shit you can't do while you're in quarantine. You have to stay proactive. But Look at me. I started a fucking podcast and Dion started cutting hair. Yeah. I bought a mic to start a podcast and I haven't done it yet, but I've taken a step. You took a step and you've been on mine twice now. Yes, I have. And I will support yours if you start one every day or of your podcast. Thank I, you. will, I will not support Melanie's though. Melanie, if you're listening, fuck your podcast. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, uh, I had to throw that out there for Chris. I don't know if he's still talking to her. If he's talking to her, um, I'm sorry, Melanie. Is she starting a podcast? She was talking shit about mine, and then she said she wanted to start a podcast. Oh, man. Well. Doesn't that hit different? We'll see how the cards play out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> don't talk shit about I still, think, I still think I'm not even fit out to do one. But Why do you think that? I don't know, man. I feel I, I also just feel like it's because I haven't done it yet. It's because, like, you know, the, the, this is still my second time ever recording with my mic. So it's like, man, it might cut out to carry a conversation because I haven't done it yet. And I'm sure it's something I'll get much better at doing. Yep. You did get better at it. You got better at it today. And everyone that listens to my podcast, so will listen to yours. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying all the way through the What the Fuck Would Call in segment number 20 of the What the Fuck Would Call podcast. This was our first ever live on Zoom. If you guys loved it, you love me, share it to your friends, family, and coworkers. And give it to Bang. Give Bang three emails tonight and tell them why they need to sponsor the What the Fuck Would Call in segment of the Colin Weirs podcast. Tell Pacific University why I'm the best podcaster. Other than that, guys, I love you. Peace.